Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Dial a Dilemma with me, Jules Von Hepp. This is the Agony Amp podcast that's all about you literally. Each week I'm joined by an amazing guest unpacking your dilemmas offering some form of advice. A total disclaimer, this is very much not professional advice. Sure, I've lived a fruitful, eventful and slightly sideways life. While some of my guests might be qualified life coaches or therapists, darling, I am not. And the advice given here may or may not help you on your journey, but might steer you in a direction you potentially won't have thought of. Okay, so today my fabulous guest is the one, the only accredited life coach and actually qualified to give advice. (laughs) My dear friend, Lucy Sheridan. Welcome, my babe. Oh, so good to be here, hon. Oh, Fun God, on the she's run. looking fabulous <laughs> today. I'm here for it. Now, look, what's your current relationship status and where are you living at the moment? I'm married to my current husband, Al, and I live in the Peak District on the north side near Manchester. I love that. I like how you say current husband. <laughs> it's like, that's my first husband. Second one's coming. I always say that to Dutch. I'm like, you're just my first husband. I'm going to age myself here because I heard Terry Rogan <laughs> say it about 20 years ago. And I was like, oh, lol, Terry. <laughs> on the confidence barometer, mm. where would you put yourself? 10 being... Beyonce in thigh highs. Yeah, okay. I would say I'm normally about an eight and a half, but, you know, honest answer to honest question, I've found myself about a six or seven recently. Okay. And, you know, like a barometer, I suppose it goes up and down. And, hun, I am going up and down yes. like a bloody fiddler's elbow. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever been on dating apps? Well, these kind of came in a bit late for me. Because when sort of, when they kind of all all started out, apart from like Match and Plenty of Fish, we were still meeting people in bars and in real life. And then I sort of met my current husband, as I've said, and they all took off. So no, I haven't, but I've given plenty of advice to friends that are on them in all sort of walks of life. You just really triggered so many dating stories with me <laughs> then with Plenty of Fish. I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God, I've just been on Does some terrible days. I don't even know. I don't want to know if Plenty of Fish no. exists. <laughs> Growing up, who was your dream date? Who did you have on a poster on your wall? God, it was such a mixed bag. But I would say um, I definitely went through a hormonal Hugh Grant for weddings and a funeral sort of time. Yeah, like the original OG curtains, flops. The, um, pe- you know, with the pencil and everything. So, yeah, I definitely had that. And then I do remember having a bit of a crush on um, Kevin Costner from like, you know, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves as well, which has endured. I will say that. I do like a hairy older man. Oh, my God, Lucy, you're painting such a picture. <laughs> no. I'm absolutely dying. Um, if you could be one Sex in the City character, who would your friends say that you are? I think they'd say, and this is probably quite savage, but I think they'd say I'm Samantha without the sex. 
Sure. Right, because it's like, I've got other things to do. Do you know what I mean? I'm a busy girl, so I'm not, you know, that's not necessarily the biggest pastime. But in terms of straight talking, loyal, maybe puts their foot in it sometimes and like, you know, likes to kind of, you know, get things going. I think my pals would, would probably put me somewhere there. Definitely not Charlotte. No, I think I'd be, I think I'd be Samantha. Yeah. With the set. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't rub it in. <laughs> um, do you have any dating horror stories? Oh, gosh. I mean, if you haven't got a dating horror story by the time you're 40, which I am, you're not paaying attention. Um, so, yeah, a couple of the ones that spring to mind is I went for like, I literally was on the second drink with a guy and he was like, oh, I've got some friends here from work. And he introduced me as his girlfriend in front of everyone. Did you say second date? Yeah, we were oh on a second God. date. Oh so we met in the bar. And he's like, oh, actually, some of my, my work friends are here. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Well, that sounds fine. Let's keep it nice and relaxed. So he introduced me his girlfriend to everyone. This is Lucy. This is my girlfriend. And I was like, oh, you know, hi, Maya from accounts. Hi, Doug from, you know, the facilities, etc." So that that stands out. And also, going back to my current husband, that's his third reference. <laughs> when Before we kind of got oh, wow. together for this time, he ended up dumping me under a bridge by a canal because his ex-girlfriend wanted him back. And I thought that we were like, it's funny because I got a text saying, can I meet you at lunchtime? I said to my um, colleague, Nikki, because I was working in an advertising agency at the time. I said, we're either going to Paris or I'm getting binned off here. She just sort of like did the clenched teeth emoji. And I was like, all right, (laughs) not Paris then. And the last reader, she was correct. We split up. Then a few weeks later, we got together at Hot Chip Gig. And the rest is history. Oh my god! I was going to say under the bridges <laughs> serving red hot chili peppers. Yeah, I was like, this is good such one. a roller coaster. Did you go with your passport? Um, Were you like, just oh in case? no, not there. No, but I was full. I was fully ready. But you know, I realised that I was I was walking a fine line, and which I ended up getting chucked so off the bro- side of you it. You broke up, but then you got back together. Yeah, we broke up. He, so he, we broke up because his girlfriend um, before me. Or was dating, well, yeah, they were in a long-term relationship. And basically, he started dating me. She got wind of it, decided she made a big mistake. They've been together a long time. So she was like, I have to give this another she shot. She dredged herself back up. She dredged she? herself yeah. back up to my face. No, luckily enough, met her. Um, but Al, I will say this, was like, I have to give this another shot. It's not fair on you. I've really enjoyed getting to know you. But I think that we might have kind of think this might be it. And so he would just said exactly the right things. Like, had the hard conversation. And I, even though it hurt, I was like, he literally could not have handled it better, even though there was, you know, it was a really difficult situation. Oh, my God, Lucy, those are two really full on dilemmas. <laughs> like going and meeting Maureen from a camp and being like, OK, no. I'm your girlfriend. No. <laughs> I'm so awkward. And also getting chucked by your now current husband yeah. and actually ending up together. Yeah, yeah by a canal. Gosh, yeah. she's been on some fire canal, <laughs> Jesus. canal, yeah. Please don't be intimidated by my aspirational past. <laughs> um, what kind of problems do you think you're going to be good at solving today? I think I'm good at helping people navigate awkwardness or perceived awkwardness and not being able to say the thing. So I'm going to be keeping my ears out for if someone needs to apologize or if they need to maybe um, like be kinder to themselves because they give themselves a hard time. I think that's where I might come in, but I'm full, I'm fully prepped to be very, very open about whatever we're going to hear on our pink phones. And I have got to say, dear listener, like, from experience and when I've ever been in a dilemma, Lucy is one of my friends that I will happily open that trunk of dilemmas <laughs> and be like, bitch, we need to unpack this big time. Mayday, mayday, mayday. <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready for our first dilemma. Me too. Oh, hey up, hey up. Hi, Jules. I really need your help. 
So I've been on a few dates with this guy and he is really, really hot. Think Duncan from Maths Australia hot. The problem is though, there isn't really a spark. So my dilemma is, do I just sleep with him, take one for the team, it's a great story, or do I call it a day? Any advice? Greatly welcome. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Let's for the sake of this, I'm gonna call this dilemma Linda. Yeah. Linda sounds like she's been in a predicament that I have been in many times before. And actually, as a very as a weird twist of fate, I actually had this entire discussion with my cousin recently right. who was dating someone super hot I didn't get the reference I actually yeah. thought she was going to say Duncan from Blue I, I thought like, that too I was like yeah I mean he's kind of bit like yeah, yeah. um how would you take this Lucy before I start leaning in and chiming well, in I have to say when Linda said that she's taking one for the team I think he's taking one for the team isn't he <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna use and abuse or use and then flick him away I think this is where you know being transparent with each other comes in a little bit as in there doesn't have to be a kind of sit down and like do you want to go for another day it's about kind of you know oh, you know what do you want to do tonight and take it date by date if you know it's just about kind of getting the deed done and there isn't anything long term that there I would say focus on that reach that goal and um, and then kind of part ways and complete there because ultimately then you're getting into both wasting each other's time territory and Mm. life's too short to like add days in between you and the one you're supposed to be with see I think it's so it's such a two-prong approach because I think there's one aspect where when I was dating I was always looking for the relationship Mm -hmm. I wasn't actually that good at just having like casual sex but also I said to my cousin recently because I'm we're both married now and I said oh looking back there's definitely a few people that I had like two dates with but I was too prudish or too nervous to like just get the deed done and actually I said to her I was like oh do you know what babe just crack on because you might actually have a great time yeah this isn't doesn't have to be your husband Mm. it could be someone that you're gonna have fun with right but also, look, the other way, I mean, it could be absolutely shocking. Yeah, you yeah. could be in for a real bad evening. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, my advice, I think my advice would be take the risk, yeah. push on. And if not, if it's not right, just move forward. Yeah, exactly. I think the fact that um, the question is there as in what should I do shows there is an element of care there, not wanting to do any harm either. And I think if there is a rule around dating, it's like do no harm. We don't have to be kind of be, be perfect, but we all know what it's like when someone's been clumsy with our feelings or where we're at. Yeah. So I would say, you know, crack on, enjoy. And also and don't be a bitch. Like yeah. just let him know where you're standing. And yeah. like if it's not right for you, but say the sex is good and you want to move forward, then... Just let him know. Yeah, Just be totally. like, look, I'm in this for this. But yeah, yeah. my cousin did actually message me in hindsight and said that she did go with the guy who I thought was really fit and yeah. started to crack on with. And uh, she was like, it was awful. I'm not taking your advice again. Oh, I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry you can't, about You that. can't win them all. Sorry you had to wash your sheets, love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I really need to Google Duncan from Maths Australia. I <laughs> maths Australia. No, I don't I even... Know. Oh, no, wait. It's Married at fact. first sight. Married at first sight. Yeah. Maths. I thought she was talking about a maths show I was like you lost me at algebra babe like that's not fit (laughs) okay I'm actually looking at a picture of him and he is proper worth one I would say to you honey get on that yeah climb it like a pole (laughs) (laughs) hi Jules so 
I've got a bit of a dilemma. So, 20 years ago, literally, I went on a date with a guy who I met online, and we went for a drink, and it was fine, Like, but he kind of be pestering me to go out with him and I wasn't really that bothered um so we were, we were having a drink right, in the gay village in Birmingham um and <laughs> this other guy kind of walked past um who I also liked um kind of saw him through the window as I was kind of having a drink with this other guy um and so I'm not proud of it but I basically made an excuse and said um, I need to go to the toilet and then I kind of ditched the guy that I was on a date with and ended up meeting up with the other guy who I saw out the window. So I was very young, don't judge me. Um, so uh, I recently applied for a new job and discovered uh, when I got my interview email that the director of the company is the guy that I ditched on a date 20 years ago. So now I don't know what to do. Do I not do the interview? Do I confront him about it? Do I send a polite message? Maybe he doesn't even remember. Um, help. I don't know what to do. Well, you've absolutely fucked it, haven't you, son? <laughs> oh, this is like something you see on telly, is it? But it's actually happened. Oh, my God. It's what? just taking me a lot to process. Yeah. Firstly, like when you said that, you ditched somebody because somebody walked past a window. I'm like, I mean, A, kudos yeah. to you back then for being <laughs> okay, able to multitask no. on a day and just yeah, be like, yeah. who's fit? Oh, my yeah. God. Also, that is gay life. Like, you are on periphery all the time. <laughs> um, but I think, oh, my God, that's so awkward. There really isn't like, oh, it's door number three on this one, is it? Like, no. every single option contingent is laced with a massive amount of awkwardness and um well awkwardness there really so i think bearing that in mind i'd aim for to do the least shit thing which um might take a bit of courage but i think is better than add it but allows you to take charge of the situation because you know if you so for me what i'd do is send a message saying look i know this is out of the blue um, I just want to let you know, we went on a date like nearly 20 years ago. I'm not particularly proud of my behavior, but I didn't come back from the gents at that time. Um, it, you know, <laughs> as you may well yeah, know. <laughs> you may well know. And he might be like, well, which one? I mean, that's happened to me loads of times. So I don't know. But you quite said, look, I'm not particularly proud of my behavior. Um, and I know that this is like not the most obvious time to apologize, but I do want to acknowledge it because as luck would have it and karma has got me, um, you're due to interview me for a job in like a week or so. And um, I just, I didn't, I didn't want to kind of, you know, enter that situation with you unaware. I know this is strange, but I just want to lay it on the line. Appreciate this is awkward and there's no perfect way through, but what I did want to kind of just clear the air and I'd be like, you know, kind regards and get out of there basically. <laughs> yeah, because for me, it's like, this is already a really difficult situation, right? It's like so awkward any way you look at it. So what's going to put him in charge? Because this isn't like, you know, this is like a big life thing. This could be the start of like, this could be his next ladder, you know, the next step on the ladder into mm. his career. So I think it's like, if it's worth worth it to put yourself out there in that way and show that courage because it's going to be so important it's a big part of your life I think I would do it I think it's also a good way of clearing the karma around it see like actually when you were saying that I was like now this this is why you're here because <laughs> my initial thing was like oh you fucked it move yeah. on like, but actually you're right like how much do you actually want the job yeah. because if, if this is a job you've obviously applied for it because you don't like your current job or maybe this you mm. see this as a really 
promising stepping stone. Mm. And if you really want this job, you really want this career move, then actually you're right. Maybe put your Danny big pants on and be like, look, this is the situation. Um, But on the flip, there could be a chance, there could be a chance that the guy who you left so harshly could be ill, might not be interviewing you. You never know. There is a chance. So I'd maybe just, I don't know. I'd double check. I'd I'd assess the situation. How much do you want this job? You think you need to know more. This person needs to know more. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want that awkwardness of like getting in there and being like, (laughs) hi. That I think would be worse Mm. for me. And this is the thing for me, this is about choosing like the least shit option. And that's what it'd be for On the flip. What if this is you being reconnected with the love of your life who you didn't give a moment to? What if there's like this whole, I mean, make sure you're tan, babe. Oh, definitely. Make sure you've got your like, make sure you've contoured for this interview. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know you were here. Sorry I left you at the bar. I did. I think things like leaving it to him being ill. Okay, he may not be at the interview. What if he passes you like in the boardroom and then it's more of a thing? Oh my God, it's kind of getting kinky. I I don't know. I'm like, passes you in the boardroom. Oh my God. Flip around on my chair (laughs) while we discuss this. Um, Or if there's an element of he doesn't know or he's forgotten. That is just too high risk, I think. Because you know what will happen? Christmas drinks do. Be a few Sambucas down like, oh, you probably don't remember me, do you? But I was the one. And that stuff like that comes out and you just can't keep it. You can't keep the rabbit in the hat. So what, I mean, what are we advising here? Should he go for the interview or should he let him know? I think he, well, both for me. I think he, it should be like, I have, just so you're aware, I have accepted an interview. Um, Like the company's amazing. Clearly you've done really, really well there. Props to you. I'm not sure if you'll be part of the decision making team. Regardless, what I did want to do is just bring, I wanted just to acknowledge it here because I'm not proud of that behaviour. I want to let me put it right. There we are. I'm going to go with your advice because I think mine is more, yeah. mine's more rogue. <laughs> Bullsick, Mine... <laughs> combustible. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hi, Jules. Um, I've got a bit of a weird problem, to be honest. I've only recently developed this. But basically, when I buy a carton of milk, the lid, the ridges on around the lid just really make me feel sick, like really uncomfortable. I don't know what it is. So when I put my hands on it, I can't do it. So I have to get like a tea towel or like the sleeve of my top to be able to twist it because it literally makes me feel like I want to shiver inside, like I'm going to be sick in my mouth. So I was hoping (laughs) you might have some advice. (laughs) Maybe you could help me with this. Any ideas? I mean, at the first thing, I was like, buy a cow, hun. Yeah. I'll just get a cow, get used to a tea. Don't... Yeah. Can we move to a carton? Do you need a glove? Do you have a little glove on your keys? And then for any opportunity, you can get the glove out. You know, like you get special gloves for you. Have you got a mandolin, Jules? You know, there's like those, spe- those special spi- slicing kitchen instruments. You have like a metal glove you have to wear when you slice your onions on it. Look it up, hun. Oh my God, I know what you mean, but I actually have a specific onion slicer because oh, I sure. can't bear that whole I thing. I don't limit myself to just an onion This, onion. When I was listening to this, this just gave me such, there's so much ick around this, which yeah. I very much identify yeah, with. Yeah. My life, dear listener. You've got lots of ickism. We'll call her Beryl. My life, yeah. Beryl. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's navigating ick to ick. It's difficult. So I actually understand everything yeah. that you're about. Is there, I mean, part of me wants to say, I think you should talk 
and think about getting a milk round yeah. because the foil cap on a bottle, Lovely. you're not yeah. navigating the old corrugated plastic. Yeah, sure. Um, I like the idea of a glove. I love the some idea sort of, of a accessory glove. that can just yeah. be slipped Maybe on and it could twisted. Be like you know, um, what was that cleaning up show with Kim and Aggie in um, like the nineties and two thousand? I know what you mean. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, and, so we'll call it my house. Yeah. My house is a mess. Yeah, Kim had like a, a marigold, and she'd have it all like you know, with diamante on everything, so you could make it a thing. Like, I remember that marigold. Out. She looked like style she'd been delivering cars. Yeah, how clean is your house? I think it's how clean is your house. Yeah, filthy. Yeah. Google it. Um, so we could really make it a thing. Either that or you're going to have to switch to plant milk because that's typically in a, a carton. <sighs> She's got hell on. Maybe yeah. there's some kind of like hemp store near you that sells it in vats and Maybe. you can take your own drug down. Well, what about hypnotherapy? Because we're in phobia territory here, aren't we? Okay, yes. I'm liking this because yeah. I'm kind of like There's less accessories. Ashram, Joshua yeah. Tree. I think you really need to go find yourself and be like, do you know what? I've got a fear of milk cartons. Yeah. Ask, go into the subconscious and say, what is it about the milk carton top? What is it symbolising that it's bringing something up in me right now? I like that we've got accessories yeah. holiday yeah that's really the advice that we're giving <laughs> yeah. i think and that really does lean we're me really back kind to of down one track on here <laughs> it leans me back to the disclaimer of we're not professionals yeah. but our advice might work Now, one thing I have always been obsessed with, and I am married now, but I just, I live for dating stories. And I actually really miss them because lots of my friends are married. I have younger friends who are going out dating, but I want to hear all your dating chats. It doesn't have to be a dilemma. It can be a celebration. I'm here for it. But I want to know if you need help. So every week on this podcast, this is a section of dating dilemmas. Send it in. Let's hear what we've got this week. Okay, so a bit of a funny dating story. One of many, unfortunately. Um, I was talking to this guy we were arranging to meet up to go out for a date luckily I didn't actually meet him in the end this is the reason why he started talking about himself in the third person like let's just say his name was Matt and it'd be like oh Matt's super excited to meet you oh it's about time Matt had a bit of good luck oh Matt can't wait for this date oh what's Matt gonna wear just horrendous had to cancel (laughs) I'd have totally gone on that date just to meet Matt. That's he. Matt sounds loose. I, I have never heard anything like that before. Lucy's never heard anything like that. Jules hasn't heard anything like that either. Lucy's never heard anything like that before, and it definitely wasn't from a PA or anything. It was definitely from the individual, wasn't it? Oh yeah, PA. That shows how what a bougie bitch you are. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down there. He's lost his marbles. Yeah. This one, you're like, oh, yeah, maybe that's just yeah. a PA. <laughs> I, I, I think I would have cancelled as well because I think as much as you don't want to judge a book by its cover, if someone has a quirk which would be absolutely impossible to stand and tolerate, I think just let him get to who he needs to get to. But it ain't me, hon. Oh, see, I would have. A hundred percent gone on that date. I'd have totally gone on that date, but I've set it up as like 
a five till seven date. Sure. So okay. I've got plans after, but I just need to meet you yeah. to see yeah, okay. see what this whole tapestry is Actually, serving me. Actually, I then me. want to hear what you've Yeah, said, so and yeah, then I'll be like, okay, service. you're you're not all there. Yeah. I'm moving on. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds loose. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe get back in touch with Matt. He sounds yeah, fun. Exactly. What's he been up to? What's Matt been up to? Well, Matt's been up to this. This is not good yeah. advice. <laughs> Actually, trust your gut, babe. Sorry, yeah. Matt can't return your call. Matt's in Mykonos right now. <laughs> Signed his PA. Yeah. Oh. Hi, Jules. I have a dilemma. So I was friends with this girl. And we kind of knew each other for a few years. And we weren't super close, but like we kind of crossed over in work as well. So we knew each other pretty well. And then I went to look on her Instagram one day um, for something for work and I couldn't find her. And then I asked a friend to have a look for her and she was there. And so she'd obviously blocked me. Um, and I just couldn't work out why she'd blocked me out of nowhere. Like nothing had happened. We hadn't fallen out. Um, and then long story short, through a friend of a friend, like a long time later, like maybe a year, I found out that she is going out with my ex-boyfriend. And like, I, it's super chill. Like, I don't mind um, I broke up with him, but I don't think it really matters either way. But I just feel a bit like, do I say something? Like, I feel a bit sad that she felt like she couldn't really, like, say anything to me. Or, because I honestly don't mind and, like, I'm happy for them. Um, and I just thought it was kind of unnecessary to block me. And I was, like, really stressed that I'd done something for ages. So, yeah, what do you think I should do? Oh, my oh, gosh. It's a bruiser, that one, isn't it? It's a bruiser. Mm. Um and I think before we start unpacking all of this, this is very much a case of it's on her, yeah. not you. Yeah. Um, for me, this sounds very much like she's actually quite self-conscious. She probably doesn't want you seeing because she probably cares more about what you think than what you mm. think she thinks. Mm. Um, and actually, you've probably got loads of amazing friends anyway, and maybe yeah. you just don't need that. And actually... When you look at the bigger picture, do you want to be hanging out with someone who's going out with your ex? I wouldn't. No fucking yeah, way. Yeah, that's a cold day in hell, boxing yeah. me. Um, it's th- this is so interesting for this to come up, isn't it, Jules? Because it just shows us how we're still in this awkward toddler phase of social media. Yeah. Even as grown-ups yeah. and knowing the hurt that can be caused or, you know, the, the how easy it is to get something the wrong way that we don't think, oh, how can I make this a bit more clear? So I've, I just wanted to, like, hold my heart when she said that because I could hear the tenderness because as much as, you know, I like to think that you know for me one of my principles is that if someone unfollows you on social media they're, they're not following your content they're not withdrawing their support from you as a human they're not kind of giving you a thumbs down as a human being I think you're right and you've chimed on here I think there's an element of insecurity there and if it isn't going to go all the way she doesn't want to kind of approach a conversation with you because what's the point if it's not going to be serious but also she might be finding she's seeking out your feed and scrolling back through your feed she might be comparing to you because I know that if I block or mute because like you you said exactly the right thing straight out off the top Jules it's this is about her and what is going on with her it just unfortunately means it becomes a bit sticky for us mm. but I, I would I would say this is kind of a symptom of her not feeling very comfortable with where things are at not knowing how to handle it but also excuse me her being conscious of how her behavior might flare up a little bit so she's kind of hit the panic button there as opposed to say as opposed to having the awkward conversation which might be like hey I know this is 
a bit strange because like we know each other separately, but I am seeing Clive, um, you know, and it had, and, and, you know, as comes up, I realized you used to date him. I'm telling you just as an awareness thing, because I'd want someone to tell me this isn't a permission or like, that, that really is the end of it, but I wouldn't want you to find out in a different way. That's kind of the, the ship sailed there now in terms of where do they go forward? If she's a nice girl and they get along, I would see, I would like, you know, keep keep courteous, of course, but a bit like you said, if she's not ready to kind of meet you as a friend and think about your feelings and your needs or put them, you know, on an important list, even not ahead of anything, then maybe she's not going to be the best friend to you at the moment. I think as well, there is, and this particularly comes up when dilemmas or when social situations happen is our ego Mm. makes us think it's all about me. And actually, in this case, it's probably all about her. And you're so right. And like, that's such good advice. And take yourself out of your situation, look at yourself from above, and then try and put yourself in her shoes. Actually, she is probably really insecure about the move that she's made and the relationship that she's in. So I would just... I would just take a chill pill, babe. Yeah. I would just go, do you know what? You vibrate at a higher frequency. Don't mm-hmm. get yourself involved yeah. in that drama. You just move forward and be that amazing babe that you are. That's it. Baby it up. Be a hun on the run. And yeah. also, I think as well, like, obviously, you and I can get a bit woo, Jules, but I really feel like give you'll never regret giving someone the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And there'll always be a time when you need the benefit of the doubt. Mm. So I would kind of like, you know, almost be like, be safe, be well. Don't only have those words don't have to be said, but you can kind of make that agreement in your heart towards that person. Like, be safe, be well. We'll leave it here. And, you know, I'll extend to you that grace and the benefit of the doubt in the hope that it'll come back to me when I need it most too. Because, you know, so so many of us, even if we have the best intentions, just can be clumsy. Mm. And I think what this is, is, you know, perhaps being a bit naive that you wouldn't find out. Um, and that kind of knee-jerk reaction of how do I just sort this out in the moment where, you know, like you say, then an ego gets involved and suddenly it becomes a thing. And also, if you run into her in a bar, you can just play the card of like, great to see you, Candy, like, nice to yeah. see you, have a great time. And yeah, then you yeah. can go into the bathroom and scream into a cushion. Yeah. <laughs> but just, just keep it smooth on top, honey. Yeah, you know? that's it. And you never know, she'll probably follow in you back again soon. And you'll have to be polite and pretend you don't notice. Blocker. Yeah, blocker. Yeah, how's it feel? Hey, up. Oh. The rest of the wicked. <laughs> Hi, Jules. I wonder if you can help me. I feel like a bad person because I don't want to keep seeing the guy that I've been seeing because he sends me pictures of his bare legs in the bath and it really gives me the creeps. I feel like a really bad person because he's a nice guy and he hasn't done anything wrong, but something about the legs really gives me the ick and I can't bear to see his legs in real life now. Um... Please, can you help me with what I should do and how I should let him down and also maybe how I could advise him never to send pictures of his legs in the bath with no bubbles or anything like that to anyone ever again. Also, he has about 60 spare toilet rolls in his toilet and that really gives me the creeps too. I know he's just being organised, but... I just think it's really weird and it makes me think that he might be a serial killer. I think we'd be great friends. <laughs> There's a lot. I was listening to no a lot. Bubbles. of Watch Maggie. <laughs> yeah. Maggie and I would be great friends. I think, firstly, as we start to unpack this, I will say in the gay world, there's a lot of leg shots. Yeah. There's a lot of like, 
These are my gym legs. These are my gym shorts. This is my new carpet legs. Mm. Just skimming the crotch constantly. It's oh, like this whole like okay. weird yeah, 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 yeah. thirst trap thing. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you think? I know what I think. I'm keen to know what you think. Well, I have, I, I'm intrigued to, to hear this because I definitely wasn't the dilemma I was expecting. But the thing about all our dilemmas, they're just so different. My question to Maggie is, is it, have the, are the legs the straw that broke the donkey's back as it, you know, as well, uh, the, the, the toilet rolls? You know, is there a lot not happening here and, and the legs the last straw? Because if that's the case, it, it is a case of saying there are lots of things happening. It, I, I've just noticed in terms of like a gel and a match, I don't think this is going to be a long term thing. I'm not sure that we're right for each other specifically if I could reference the legs and the picture yeah. of the legs. Just going to draw yeah, your attention yeah, yeah. to slides. Yeah, if you could. If you just, yeah, just zoom that in right now with my clicker. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I would say, you know, if it is a, a myriad of things, it's a case of that you could cite it as an example, as in, look, it's not for everyone. Le- leg shots just aren't for me. They might be for someone else. But that's one of the reasons why I just know we're not a good fit. However, the person in me, my professional head is thinking looking deeper if the legs are just like, you know, you dump the last guy because of his trainers, you dump the last guy because he ordered Diet Coke, not full fat Coke, because, you know, dump the last guy because of his legs. If you are looking for a, a flawless person, let me just take the time out and out. It doesn't exist. And, Speak for yourself. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, present company accepted. <laughs> um, but I think that is, a, that is a real valid question we need to ask ourselves, Dan, in terms of like, are the characteristics of how someone acts, are they bigger and more important than someone's heart, what their values are, how they treat us? Because if we look at that, then, you know, and it's a case of you realise you're self-sabotaging yourself by picking these things that give you the ick. Yeah. But equally, if it is that significant, you have to know. But I think everyone knows, Maggie, I know you know, the answer to this. I know you know if this is a really easy thing that you fling out there and oh, I don't have to deal with that anymore. I Maggie's to... probably on her knees yeah, now exactly. screaming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Taking pictures of her knees. Um, we, we all know when there's something else going on. So I think this is an invitation for Maggie to look at that. Like I say, if it is the myriad, myriad of things, and this is over, let's move on. Just the toilet rolls and the legs are just adding to the stress. Um, however, if there is good stuff here, but you're, you're picking faults, mm. have a look at that and think, you know, how would that feel if someone was doing that to you as well? It's not a reason to stay but there's a growth point there we get to adult in these moments and take imperfect action and find a way through but if not it could be like you know there'll always be someone they've got an allotment they've got no dogs there's like there's all and then you find yourself kind of like 80 years they've old got an allotment. I know. for some people that's going to be a real you know it'll ob- be a clinch. that's a real aubergine yeah. emoji moment <laughs> um but you know excuse me there's always going to be something if we're not staying like close to why we're making the decision making see i think maggie babes why can't you just tell him? Be yeah. like, look, stop sending me these bath shots. Yeah. I'm not into it. Your bath yeah. bird might have been, but I'm yeah. not. Yeah. And also, what's with the loo roll? Just get a lined wicker basket yeah. at the side. Stack yeah. them up neat. Exactly. I think like, as well, when you go into a really long-term relationship or when you start dating, there's loads of things that can give you the ick. There's loads of things that you can creep you out, like how they push the toothpaste out of the tube, how yeah. they deal with the butter. My husband hacks that butter like a massacre. Uh, yeah. It stresses me out. <laughs> but I just had to learn to be like, do you know what? Not everyone is going to neatly spread. Mm. Some people are going to hack. Yeah. And 
this kind of leg shot, I would actually have just told my husband, just, you know what? It doesn't yeah. do it for me. It yeah. actually makes me feel a bit weird. So yeah. just don't do that. And also don't make it a big deal. Yeah. And then you'll get used to sharing feedback with each other. And then it's kind of done rather than like, can you come and sit down? Can yeah, you bring yeah, your yeah. phone? Because yeah. I'm going to show you. And it's all like, there's not everything has to be like some sort of Esther Perel moment, who's an amazing relationship therapist for those that don't know Esther. It can just be a get it out of your system. Why are you holding it inside? Get him sold. He obviously knows how to run a bath. It could be your advantage. Hold the radox, please. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a hard to reach area over here. (laughs) And on that note, on that note, I will sign out of this podcast. Lucy, thank you so much for being such an amazing (laughs) guest. I feel like I've had... I feel like I've had coaching. I feel like I've had real (laughs) life. Oh yeah, thanks. (laughs) Babes, keep your questions and stories coming in. You know you can find the number to dial a dilemma in the episode description. Hit me up on WhatsApp. Send me the voice note. Remember to hit follow and subscribe so you don't miss an app. Rate the podcast on your subscription app. It does help, babe. And who knows, you might be in the show next week. Don't forget, babes, you have absolutely got this. And in the words of Kylie Minogue, I believe in you. And remember, babes, Keep it classy, a little bit trashy, and always sassy. Until next time, bye!